James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Overtime rooming in Toronto. 15 seconds left. No score. Jets and Maple Leafs. Scoreboard presented by Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years. Early in the third, Hurricanes lead the Bruins 2-1. About six minutes left in Sunrise. Panthers all over the Coyotes. It's 6-1. Four games still to come, including Chicago at Seattle. The Oilers will play the Blackhawks tomorrow as Edmonton looks for its 15th consecutive victory. It's on 6.30, Chet. Oilers now at 4. Face-off show at 5.30. And the game will start at 7. Philip Kemp has been uh, recalled, by the way, by the uh, by the order. So we'll see, uh, I guess, if everybody's healthy or what's going on when we get to the morning skate tomorrow. 780-496-0063. Uh, I threw out there, people always want to talk Oilers, so maybe you want to talk Oilers. Uh, the potential for the NHL growing. You know, there could be expansion to Salt Lake City or other cities uh, down the road and a potential name for a team in Utah. We had Dan in Salt Lake City say because of skiing, the team could be called the Utah Black Diamonds, which I think is kind of a neat name. And you could probably, I know a diamond's a very simple shape, but I still think you could have some fun with the logo and the colors. What do we have coming in, Kellen? Mm-hmm. We've got uh, names galore and that stuff, but I just want to rattle off uh, a lot of the text uh, referring to this here. Reed, is this a, and I'll just I'll just pick one that just came in off of the, uh, off of the text line here. Reed, is this a possible safety? net for a relocation of the Arizona Coyotes. I think, well, yeah, I think it's possible Arizona goes there, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, name time. Uh, we got Aaron texting it, who says they should be named the Utah Prospectors. So there's uh, one for the Prospectors from Aaron. Okay. We've got uh, the Utah Prophets from Lucas texting it. <laughs> I, wonder, I wondered if anybody was going to go that, that route. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Would it be Profits PH or Profits with an F? <laughs> uh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got John who texts in and says the Salt Lake Pepper Shakers. <laughs> I like that one. The Salt Lake Pepper Shakers. There's another one that says. I, they- I don't know if they would go with that one, but I like that one. Will they be the salt, the salt shakers? That's another one. So yeah, you just call them the salt shakers. You wouldn't have to call them the Salt Lake. Well, I guess that wouldn't really be the name of it. Uh, we have Salt Lake Serpents from somebody in BC. The, the Serpents. Oh, Serpents. The serpents. Salt Lake. Yes. I, I are there are there any uh, are there any stories about there being a beast in Salt Lake? Like the Ogopogo? Yeah. Does it have its own... I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, does it have a... What is the mythical creature in Utah? The Bear Lake Monster. The North Shore Monster is... Oh, here we go. In Utah folklore, the North Shore Monster, or Old Briny, is a monster purported to live in Utah's Great Salt Lake. Oh, my. There we go. So old briny. So they could be the Salt Lake Serpents, and old briny could be their logo. I guess he's a salty old thing, isn't he? Yes. I mean, we got the Kraken. Maybe they'd feel that was too much like what the Kraken did, though. I don't know. 
Uh, I, like, I like that one too. Colton texts in now. Uh, here's some feedback on is 32 teams enough or do we need more or less or whatever. Colton texts in and says 32 teams is more than enough in my opinion. I'm no NHL wizard, but when it comes to all the franchise stuff, uh, but when, but why can't we have more teams in Canada where people actually care about hockey? Why couldn't Saskatchewan have an NHL team, for example? Like I said, I'm not an expert, just my opinion. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, population and money is the short answer. Mm. And then we got another text from an unknown text, though, saying the one problem with the expansion in Salt Lake City would be the population base. Well, I, I looked it up. It's It says it has 1.2 million people, so it's not small. Uh, mm. Let me just go to this page again here. Now, again, I'm just using Wikipedia as a resource, but usually it's relatively accurate with the population. Uh, okay, so the the population of the city is only 200,000, but the metro area is almost 1.3 million. Right. So that's that's not bad. Uh, so Salt, sure, Salt Lake City itself is small, but then there's other communities surrounding it. So that's that's a pretty good base to draw on. Mm-hmm. And again, they, they do have an NBA team. Yeah, the Jazz I mean, have the, been there the for NBA decades. Is, the NBA is a fairly significant league. So I, I, I don't... I, I, to that texture, I, I don't think that would be a problem. I, I, I don't think the population would be an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just put it... Well, what's Buffalo, for example? Uh, Buffalo... New York... They got Buffalo at 278,000 and the metro area at 1.12 million, less than Salt Lake City, a little bit. Mm-hmm. This kind of directly, this this kind of indirectly or directly affects the, the teams here because I think Salt Lake City might be in a mountain time zone, is it not? I can't remember. Uh, I believe it is. Yeah. It would have to be. So it would give Edmonton and Calgary at least another option on on road trips and that stuff to play. Well, right now, what Edmonton, Calgary, and, and Denver? Yes. Yeah, Salt Lake City is uh, Mountain Time. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh, we got one from Big Ball Tyler. I'll hit you with here too. Uh, uh, Thirty-two teams is pretty close to too many. Read too many more is going to begin to dilute the pool, and then there's less talent around the league. Let's send Utah to Coyotes and call them the Utah Salt, and then Toronto no longer has the saltiest fans in the <laughs> NHL. That's from Big wow. Ball Tyler. He, he hit on a lot of points there. <laughs> Big Ball Tyler, uh, a very thoughtful and entertaining texture. I always yes. appreciate what Tyler writes in. Absolutely. <laughs> he goes on to add, if Utah Salt is no good, the Salt Lake Sorcerers is his second. The Salt Lake Sorcerers. Wow. And then they could have like purple uniforms with yellow stars on them. <laughs> so, I don't know why. I think. Is that what Mickey wore when he was a sorcerer? Yes. Uh, okay. Fantasia. That's in Fantasia. That's yes. why I was thinking of that. With the classical Was that why I was thinking of that? I really don't know. Okay. Yes. Great film. Uh, Salt Lake Aspens. Uh, from Chad. Lots of aspen trees. Oh, after the trees. I wonder if mm-hmm. they would do that, name a team after a tree. Might lead to some easy criticism of their defending if they have a, bit night, a, a bad night. Uh, we've got Carson saying Salt Lake Saints. So a vote, a vote for the Saints name in Salt Lake. That's an interesting one. It would obviously tie in. Uh, the, the Obviously, it's a big Mormon mm-hmm. uh, state. 
would they go with the name that an NFL team has? I think that would be the question there, right? Because the New Orleans Saints. Mm. And then Glenn, Texas. Which, which New Orleans used to have the Jazz, of course, before in the NBA before they moved to Utah. Exactly, yes. Uh, and then 32 teams is more than enough. Too much travel. They need to bring the games down to 75. We need better playoff hockey. That's from Glenn. All right. All good comments. Appreciate that, everybody. That was fun. It's in overtime. It is scoreless. Winnipeg and Toronto. Maybe we'll have a winner when we get back with Kelly Rudy. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Black Ocean Cold and Dark. Okay, the Leafs win it. One nothing. In overtime, looks like Matthews in front of the net was able to chop in the game-winning goal. Yeah, going to the net, able to deflect it in. So scores on Brassois, one nothing. Toronto over Winnipeg in overtime. He joins us every week on Inside Sports, provided by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Reed. I'm just watching a hockey game right now. I got back from the zoo. We went for a zoo visit with our grandchildren today, and so we're all tuckered out, my friend. Oh, my goodness. And what animal was the star of the visit? Well, man, that's a tough one because we, first of all, it was a beautiful day here in Calgary, and so we saw a ton of different animals, but I think the star, uh, there's two new polar bears in the Calgary Zoo. And so we had a real up and close uh, uh, viewing of those. And that was just phenomenal. To a couple polar bears. Okay. Yes. Yes. And the one was up close by the one of the glass uh, areas and absolutely huge. I, I don't know exactly. I want to say eight or nine feet tall, which I asked one of the uh, zookeepers, which is just normal. It's not uh, enormous uh, and over a thousand pounds for this male. So it was just phenomenal to see. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, when I was working for City TV, this was many years ago, I mm-hmm. did this bit during going into the playoffs where I put all the team names in an envelope and okay. we put them in front of animals and an animal would pick one and there's your Stanley Cup champion. I was ripping <laughs> off the Maggie the Monkey idea that right? TSN had. But I remember they brought out a pair of wolves. Oh, yeah. was, like you think, oh, a wolf's like the size of a really big dog. No, they're pretty yeah. big. <laughs> and, yeah. even, and even when I was walking through, like they had the, the sea lions and stuff. And when you see them up close, it's like yeah. you, you forget how, how big these animals are in nature. So that's cool. Oh, you yeah. got to see the polar bears. Well, and we saw the wolf enclosure, in fact, is right next door to the polar bear enclosure. So we saw the, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say a full pack of wolves, but there was a bunch of them in there. Yeah, okay. Well, the Edmonton Oilers are playing like they're hungry like the Wolves. To yep. work in a Duran Duran <laughs> reference as well. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just amazing at this point, Kelly. This is one of the seven longest winning streaks of all time in the NHL. Uh, they've done it a few different ways. And as good as Skinner has been, and Picker yep. too, over this winning streak, to me, that game last night, that was primarily a goaltending victory because they were not sharp through about 40 minutes, but Skinner just rose to the occasion. Yeah. And I saw his uh, post-game interview. That was pretty cool because he, uh, he admitted that he was, he got kind of emotional 
uh, knowing that he had broken uh, Grant Fuhr's record, um, which is phenomenal. I mean, uh, my producer, I was doing the Flames game last night. My producer, uh, as we're calling the third period in Calgary, uh, he's given me updates. Because, of course, I checked during the intermissions, but he's given me updates that it's third period, it's 1-1. And what wouldn't it be? crazy if it was Columbus that uh, broke the Oilers winning streak of course they didn't but then he says and now uh, Stuart Skinner is has just broken Grant Fears uh, winning uh, record so just it was really cool and I'm trying to concentrate on the Flames game of course because it's a huge one they're playing St. Louis and yet my producer's in my ear the whole third period is really fun actually um the significance and then I saw Skinner was a little more emotional after the game. Like when he came out for the, uh, for the, to get to be the first star, he yep. kind of gave the crowd a let me hear you gesture, which was kind of neat. And I think there cool. was a little fist pump uh, as he was going yep. off the ice. It's interesting though, because guys like you and me, well, Grant Fever means something. I watched him. You watched him and then played against him, you know? Right. What? And I don't, and I know when you, Join the Islanders. I mean, they wouldn't have had a ton of history. And then even San Jose was a relatively new team. Maybe there was a little bit in L.A. But what does it mean when a player forms that connection, breaks a record? Like if someone he didn't even see play, sure. you know? like what? what is it? What's the process well, of that? Well, first of all, uh, I know it's a different time and I, I don't I still going back to my time I have no idea how we found out a lot of the history of the game right because we didn't have of course the internet to help us and we didn't have YouTube to watch videos and stuff but for me it's very special when current players uh, know some of the history like I don't think you should be a hockey historian but I think if you're playing the game, you should know some of the history of the game. And so it's cool. Uh, and I'm not sure. I don't think Skinner meant uh, uh, that he watched every single game of Grant's, but he said he went and watched a lot of the videos of Grant. And so I thought that was pretty cool that he knew the significance of uh, Fuhrer playing on the Oilers. And he's, the, of course, the Oilers goalie of record. And so I thought that was pretty cool that he had taken the time uh, to understand the importance of the people that had played the position before him. And and I always used to do that everywhere I went. And uh, in New York, we didn't – I think the Islanders came in in 70, and I started in 83. I could be off just a little bit. Right. And, and it was so a few years a before they were good, but, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. But, I, of course, I knew of Chico and, right. and Billy Smith. Um, and then when I went to uh, Los Angeles, I, of course, knew of Rogi Vashon. Uh, Terry Sawchuk had once, uh, now he was at the end of his career, but he had once been a, a L.A. King. And so I had I'd known a lot of those guys, Mario Lasarda, I had known of them. Uh, and so... And then when I went to San Jose, interestingly enough, and I talked to one time about this, uh, not a lot of history, but they had one of the game's best goalies in Archer Zerbe, mm -hmm. and I felt very, uh, not, I, I don't know about embarrassed, but my number in L.A. was 32, and when Zerbe uh, was in San Jose, his number was 32. So when I moved to San Jose, I had chosen the number 32, and I had always wanted to ask his permission, and I never did until I saw him uh, about a year later, and I, I said, I feel so badly taking your number because you're such a great player for the Sharks, and he's so diplomatic. He's like, no, no, Kelly, that's perfectly fine and stuff. So, anyways, to your point about Skinner, I thought that was very impressive. 
Yeah, and he just secretly cursed you for taking his number. That's all. But anyway, <laughs> right. uh, you know, r- r- random thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a trivia question. I would have not known this, but I was doing Puck Doku earlier today. That little grid okay. game you can play, and you had okay. to put in a goalie that won 200 games and only played for one team or something like that. Okay. So I put in I put in Billy Smith. Yeah. And I was wrong. Do you know what team he played for before he was an Islander? Los Angeles. I didn't know that. He played five games yeah. for the Kings. I I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I only remember him as an Islander. I had no idea. No idea. If I'm not mistaken, uh, yes. He – oh, I'm going to – no, I was going to be wrong about that. But, yeah, I knew he played in Los Angeles. But, yeah, for what, five games? That's unbelievable. What was his record there? Do you know? Uh, one, three, and one. Okay. So he got his first win as a king and then 304 with the Islanders. So Yeah, that's cool, <laughs> that's, though. That's yeah. why I didn't know. Well, that was just before I was born he was a king. So anyway, random <laughs> fact I found out today. <laughs> Kelly Rudy joining us tonight at Inside Sports. Do you think – I mean, the Oilers have been very good at talking about not concentrating on the streak, and, and I think for the most part it's been true. I wonder now that the all-time record is in sight – if there's a little more motivation, I mean, and I know players always look for motivation in the season. It's a long season. Like when you're at eight, well, you're still nine wins away from the record. I mean, now do you think, okay, like we can do this. Let's, let's make this a goal. Do you think that pops up a little more? I don't see how it couldn't. I mean, right. That's just how the human brain works. Like we, we sometimes get ahead of ourselves and it's impossible not to, right? That's just, that's just how we're programmed. And that's why coaches always guard against that kind of stuff. But it is hard not to look at that and go, we are that close. That would be amazing to be a part of that team. Okay. I'm going to throw another one at you here because there is, um, well, I think it's really going to ramp up now. Yeah. that the NHL is going to go to Salt Lake City. Uh, I mean, the ownership group has said we want to do it. The league put out a statement that, to me, indicates they're very open to it happening. 32 is kind of a nice number. You got the 8-4 team divisions. But what are your thoughts on uh, – well, first of all, I don't know if you have any Salt Lake City stories and then just adding sure. another team. Well, uh, first of all, I would have to say that Salt Lake City – uh, is a fantastic hockey city, and I know that firsthand because in the when I played in the minors in Indianapolis, Salt Lake City was a part of uh, the league, and they were uh, perhaps the best franchise. And uh, we had one of the all-star games there, uh, if not both of them that I played in. And uh, the, the, it was uh, um, the arena, I can't remember the name anymore, but it was huge, and they had sellouts uh uh, consistently and and so I, that was my first thing like oh wow i had no idea salt lake city was such a hockey uh, town and then of course in 2002 the winter olympics were there and the hottest ticket happened to be the the hockey games and they had of course they had uh, the games uh, uh there and it was just unbelievable to see that uh, community uh, talking about hockey all the time. So, yes, that is a city that would not surprise me, and I've heard this for at least two years now or, or more. What's, is there a point for you where there are too many teams in the league, Kelly? Well, we're getting close. We're not right. there yet, but uh, <laughs> I could see – I could definitely see 34, but, uh, you know, the, the league is doing so well 
that it would be hard not to uh, to go again. I mean, look at the newest newest teams in the league, including Vegas uh, and uh, Seattle. I mean, they're they're doing incredibly well. Well, yeah, you're right. And Vegas already has a cup. Seattle has yep. uh, an exciting playoff last year. So, yeah, you you never know. Okay, Kelly, uh, for, what do you got coming up this weekend? First of all. Uh, well, I work at home tomorrow. Columbus is here. And then I go to Toronto uh, for uh, hockey night, come back Sunday. And then as uh, the Flames will have the, the week off and then it's All-Star weekend, I have to leave again, in fact, a week today uh, to go to Toronto for All-Star weekend. I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday for All-Star weekend. Then I'm on the road. I continue on the road with the Flames after that. So I'm busy. Okay. Kelly, always appreciate it, man. Take care. My pleasure. Thanks, Reed. Take care, bud.